Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Yo, what is going on, everyone? My name is Nick or The Notorious Fantasy. And in today's video, we're going to be going in depth into my week number eight of the 2022 fantasy football season running back rankings, my top 30 running back rankings and tiers on the week. But before we could get into things, I would like to ask that if you guys are new to the channel and you do end up enjoying today's video, that you please make sure to hit that subscribe button down below. And while you're down there, whether you are new to the channel or not, please make sure that you do leave a like on today's video. It would help me out a ton. And if you do want to follow me on Twitter, please do so at NotoriousFNTSY. I would also like to ask that if you guys have any questions about week number eight, to never hesitate, but to ask down below in the comment section. And I also have a brand new Discord linked in the description and in the pinned comment where you guys can ask questions as well. So without further ado, let's get into my week number eight running back rankings and tiers. We begin with tier number one at the running back position with running backs one through five. All five of these running backs are must start running backs this week, in my opinion. So Derrick Henry coming in at number one, going up against the Houston Texans in Houston. We just saw Josh Jacobs absolutely wipe the floor with this Houston Texans defense last week. Derrick Henry is one of the best running backs in the NFL, and I fully believe that he could finish as the number one running back at the end of the week. Currently in half PPR, he is the RB number eight on the season, but the team has already had their bye. At number two, we have Josh Jacobs, who we were just talking about, of the Las Vegas Raiders, going up against the New Orleans Saints in New Orleans. Three games in a row as a top three running back in half PPR. RB1 in week four, RB3 in week five. They had a bye in week six, and in week seven, he was the RB number one yet again. This week, he gets the New Orleans Saints defense. We saw the Saints defense get ran on by Eno Benjamin last week and the Arizona Cardinals. I love Josh Jacobs in this spot. It is very clear that he is the workhorse running back on this team, so we got to keep rolling out Josh Jacobs with supreme confidence. At number three, we have Saquon Barkley of the New York football. Ball Giants going up against the Seattle Seahawks in Seattle. Every single game this season, Saquon Barkley has been a top 20 running back in half PPR. He's currently the running back number three in half PPR, and the Seattle Seahawks defense is absolute trash against the pass, against the run. This should be a humongous showing out of running back Saquon Barkley, who has really turned things on this year compared to his last couple of seasons. At number four, we have nine-inch Nicholas Chubb of the Cleveland Browns going up against the Cincinnati Bengals in prime time on Monday Night Football. Now, despite the fact that Nick Chubb hasn't been the same guy he was early on the season where he was finishing as like the number one running back, 
He's still the number two running back in half PPR last week up against the Baltimore Ravens in what people might say is a down game for him. 16 rushes, 91 rushing yards, three targets, two receptions, 16 receiving yards, one touchdown, 18 fantasy points, RB number 11. The Cincinnati Bengals defense definitely isn't some pushover, but the whole game plan of the Cleveland Browns is to just run the ball down the throat of any defense, and I think they could do that up against the Bengals. To close in the top five and tier number one, we have Kenneth Walker III of the Seattle Seahawks going up against the Giants. Kenneth Walker, ever since taking over since Rashad Penny's injury, in his last two games, he's been a top eight running back in both performances. Last week, up against the Chargers, this man had 23 carries for 167 yards, two touchdowns, 29 fantasy points, RB number three. The Giants defense definitely isn't a pushover either, but with how much volume Kenneth Walker is getting and with how good the Seattle Seahawks offense looks, I think you need to consider Kenneth Walker to potentially be the number one running back at the end of the week. Now we move to tier number two at the running back position, and these are all also guys that you really want in your lineup. There is definitely a little bit of a gap between tier one and two, but it's not like tier number two is significantly worse than tier number one. Beginning tier number two, we got Dalvin Cook of the Minnesota Vikings going up against the Arizona Cardinals. Now to start off the season, Dalvin Cook was kind of on a bit of a rocky road, I would say. Running back 20, 44, 14, 27, 7, and 13. But over his last two games, he has gotten a little bit more consistent. The Arizona Cardinals run defense isn't really all that good. Dalvin Cook is the lead running back on this team. His carries have definitely went up and they have been pretty consistent all season long ever since recently. When the team started to really rely on him, again, running back 7 and 13 in the last two games, currently the running back number 16. I think this is a good spot for Dalvin Cook to have a pretty solid performance here and maybe Alexander Madison ends up getting traded now it doesn't really have too much of an effect on Dalvin Cook but that is something interesting to bring up and number seven we have Alvin Kamara of the New Orleans Saints going up against the Las Vegas Raiders now to start off the year Alvin Kamara was not doing too good RB 47 and 37 but over the last three games he's been a top 20 running back in all three and a top 10 running back in two of those games Alvin Kamara is also kind of the topic of trade discussions there's a lot of people that are saying oh maybe Alvin Kamara's going to get traded to the Eagles, but at this point, it's Friday. I doubt that's going to happen this week. It'll probably happen next week after Sunday's game up against the Raiders, and I think Alvin Kamara, if it does end up happening, would be fine in Philadelphia, but for fantasy football purposes, I would definitely prefer him in New Orleans. At number eight, we have Christian McCaffrey of the San Francisco 49ers, which is really weird to say, up against the LA Rams in LA. Now, Christian McCaffrey shows up late in the week last week to the 49ers facility, so we all kind of knew the, the writing was already on the wall that Christian McCaffrey wasn't going to smash up against the Chiefs. He was given eight rushes, 38 rushing yards, two targets, two receptions, 24 receiving yards. Ultimately, he was the RB 34, but we didn't expect too much out of him. This week, he's had now a full week of practice. I think they're going to feed this fucker the ball. There's a reason why they brought him in. There's a reason why they gave up those draft picks, and that's for Christian McCaffrey to be a focal piece in this offense. The 49ers honestly kind of own the Rams, so I expect McCaffrey to have a pretty solid game. At number nine, we have DeAndre Swift of the Detroit Lions going up against the Miami Dolphins at home in Detroit. When healthy, DeAndre Swift could easily be a top five running back week in and week out. This week, he gets the Dolphins defense that isn't the best up against the run. Based upon everything that I've read, I assume 
assume DeAndre Swift is going to be playing this week. And honestly, if you said, Nick, maybe you should rank DeAndre Swift in tier number one, I wouldn't argue with you on that. At number 10, we got Ramondre Stevenson of the New England Patriots going up against the New York Jumbo Jets in MetLife. Back-to-back games inside the top six at the running back position. Now, Damian Harris did return to the team last week up against the Bears, and a lot of people started to worry. They were thinking, oh man, now that Damian Harris is back, Ramondre Stevenson is fucked because Bill Belichick's going to give them both a decent amount of carries. Well, we saw what happened on Monday Night Football. Ramondre Stevenson is still that guy. The motherfucker had eight targets, eight receptions, 59 receiving yards, and a touchdown. He also had 11 carries for 39 yards. He was the RB number six at the end of the week. The Jets' defense is definitely good, which does worry me somewhat. But at the end of the day, Bill Belichick also kind of owns the New York Jets organization. I'm pretty sure they have lost 12 straight. The Jets have lost 12 straight games to the Patriots, which you know, isn't very good. I, I think Stevenson has a pretty solid game, and he's a guy I still want to heavily rely on. At number 11, before we pivot into tier number three, we have Damian Pierce of the Houston Texans going up against the Tennessee Titans in Houston. Now, to start off the year, Damian Pierce had a bad game, and then he had another okay game, but then after that, since week three, RB 10, 6, 12, and 20, Damian Pierce is very clearly the guy in Houston. He is the focal point in this offense. If the Houston Texans score 14 points realistically it's probably because Damian Pierce put the team on his fucking back and took them into the end zone two times Damian Pierce has scored three touchdowns on the season he's currently the running back 13 and he averages 4.8 yards per carry this guy has been very efficient running the football and up against the Let Titans defense I think he deserves the honors of being a tier to running back. Now we move to tier number three, and the biggest surprise here, we're going to talk about him in a second, is Jonathan Taylor, but RB number 12 is Joe Mixon of the Cincinnati Bengals, going up against the Cleveland Browns, back-to-back games as the number 12 running back in fantasy football. I feel pretty safe ranking Joe Mixon inside the top 12, and as a tier three guy, the offensive line has looked better, but Joe Mixon continues to only average 3.3 yards per attempt. The reason why Mixon has been so good this year is because he is a volume monster. They hand this guy the rock seven zillion times, so he's going to do good things with it if you just hand him the ball that many times. Now, if he was only getting like 12 touches a game, then he'd probably be like running back 40 every week. But since he's able to get 17, 18, maybe 20 plus carries in any given game, that definitely boosts him. And we have been seeing him get a decent amount of targets, around three plus targets every single game. Well, every game of this year, he's gotten at least three targets up against the Browns. I think this is a good matchup for Joe Mixon. So I feel pretty comfortable with him as the the head of the table in tier number three. Next up, we move to Jonathan Taylor. JT of the Indianapolis Colts going up against the Washington Commanders. Now, Jonathan Taylor has free fallen from a top five running back weekly all the way down to running back number 13. Now, running back 13 is still pretty fucking good. There's a lot of people that would die for their fantasy team to have the RB 13 in my rankings because the running backs suck ass because after a certain amount of time or a certain amount of rankings, the running backs get very, very murky. Jonathan Taylor... He's in a bit of a murky situation, though, because Sam Ellinger is the starting quarterback of the team. Now, what that could mean is maybe Jonathan Taylor is going to get force-fed targets from Sam Ellinger because Sam Ellinger is nervous. He doesn't want to make any mistakes. And let me just dump the ball off. That's entirely possible. Or maybe Sam Ellinger doesn't look as much to feed Jonathan Taylor. The offensive line has been a complete and utter fucking sieve. They are a disaster. The offensive line is terrible. So while I think Jonathan Taylor will still be fine... 
there's a lot of negatives that I figured I should bring up. At number 14, we have Tony Pollard, TP of the Dallas Cowboys going up against the Chicago Bears at home in Jerry's world. Now it is reported that Ezekiel Elliott might play on Sunday. Yeah, okay. There's also reports that Ezekiel Elliott might miss multiple games. With the injury that he has, sounds pretty serious. Tony Pollard, honestly, might have to be ranked higher. By the time we get to Sunday, I might talk myself into Tony Pollard being ranked even higher. And I think RB14 is a pretty modest ranking of him. Expert consensus rankings on Fantasy Pros have him as the RB13. I know the Bears defense did look good last week, but we still saw Ramondre Stevenson have a great game. And now we finally get to see Tony Pollard. Zeke was cock blocking any upside Tony Pollard has. Now Zeke is out of the equation, at least for this week. I expect a big performance out of Mr. Tony Pollard, who's incredibly fast, averaging 5.6 yards per carry. At number 15, we have Travis Etienne, and it's officially ass ETN season. Get it? Like ass eaten season. Travis ETN is now the guy. Now, last week, just watching that game, it was very clear he's the guy that even if James Robinson was still there, that James Robinson was Dunsky with this team and ETN was that guy. Last week, 14 carries up against the New York football giants for 114 rushing yards, five targets, one reception, five receiving yards, one touchdown, first touchdown of his NFL career through seven games, 18 fantasy points, RB number nine. Now, the Denver Broncos defense definitely is concerning because the Denver Broncos defense is amazing. They are the sole bright spot on this team and They're the reason why the Broncos aren't getting their back blown out in every single game. But at the end of the day here, Travis Etienne should still be seeing enough carries and enough targets to be able to mitigate that. But I don't project this to be a really big game out of Etienne because of the matchup. At number 16, we have Raheem, the dream mostert of the Miami Dolphins, going up against the Detroit Lions in Detroit. Now, currently, we see that Raheem Mostert has a questionable tag on him. But my personal belief is that he will play on Sunday. We saw his biggest performance of his career as a Dolphin. He's had some great games as a 49er, but as a Dolphin last week up against the Steelers defense, 16 carries for 79 rushing yards, five targets, four receptions, 30 receiving yards, a tug, 19 fantasy points, and RB number seven and half PPR. And now he faces the worst defense in the NFL. The Detroit Lions defense sucks donkey cock. I love Raheem Mostert in this matchup, and that's why he belongs easily in tier number three at the running back position. Now we move to RB 17 and 18, and these are the guys that are just barely in tier number three. If you told me, Nick, I'd rather have Jones and Miles Sanders in tier four, I wouldn't really judge you on that. But real quick, before we break down the rest of these running backs in tier three, I'd like to give you guys a quick word for our friends and our sponsor over at BetMGM. BetMGM is giving you guys a chance at $200 for free. All you have to do is click on the link in the video description slash the pin comment. And if any team hits a three-pointer tonight, you will win $200 in free bets. It's that simple. Now, to note, you have to be a brand new BetMGM user. You have to bet $10 on any pregame NBA money line tonight. The team doesn't even have to win as long as someone hits a three-pointer in the NBA tonight, which is guaranteed to happen, you will receive $200 in free bets. Now, I know you might be thinking, Nick, I don't really like the NBA. Well, that's okay because once you get the free bets, you're not forced to bet in the NBA. You can bet in the NFL, MLB. You can bet on PGA, anything, NHL. So make sure that you guys do check that out. Link in the video description. Again, you got to be a new user and it must be a pre-game money line bet of $10 on any team in the NBA Again, pregame money line, and you receive $200 in free bets if anyone hits a three-pointer tonight 
which is guaranteed to happen. RB17, back on into things. We have A.A. Ron Jones of the Green Bay Packers. Finally, a solid Aaron Jones sighting last week. RB number four, eight carries, 23 rushing yards, but he had 10 targets, nine receptions, 53 receiving yards, two touchdowns, 24 fantasy points. RB number four. Going into the season, the the reason why I was banging the drum aggressively for Aaron Jones, the reason why I liked Aaron Jones so much was because Devontae Adams was gone. Thus, now Aaron Jones is in position to catch a bunch of passes, but that did not really happen. His most targets aside from last week was just five. So I'm not necessarily expecting him to get 10 targets, but if he could get eight targets against the Buffalo Bills, which are a team that is very tough, there's going to be a hard game for the Packers. They're going to have to throw. I think Aaron Jones could squeeze into the top 12 conversation. The problem is they still use A.J. Dillon. They still want to use him, even though Aaron Jones is clearly better, which does derail a lot of the upside of Aaron Jones. To close out tier number three, we got number 18, Miles Sanders of the Philadelphia Eagles going up against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, there's always that looming threat around Miles Sanders that Jalen Hurts is just going to rush in a touchdown or two, and then Miles Sanders is basically cooked. They also have other running backs on the team, but at the end of the day, Miles Sanders has been really good this season. RB 14 currently on the season. Weeks one through six, he was the RB 11, 18, 40. 37, 3, 37, and 14. I think we need to start throwing a little bit more respect on Miles Sanders' name, and I think he's earned his spot inside of tier number three. Next up, we move to tier number four, headlined by David Montgomery of the Chicago Bears going up against the Dallas Cowboys in Dallas. Now, I know we all, anyone who watches these games knows that Khalil Herbert is the better running back than David Montgomery, but Eberflus and this offense continue to feed the fucking rock to David Montgomery, and they want to run the rock at an incredibly high clip. David Montgomery is very very safe every week. Does he really have top 12 upside? Probably not. But is he going to finish anywhere from running back 18 to 24 basically every week? Yes. So that's why he's ranked running back number 19, even up against the Cowboys defense. At number 20, we have Devin Singletary. We finally saw a bit of a resurgence. Like week three, he had a good game against Miami, but outside of that, he's been a dud. Last week up against the Chiefs, or their last game against the Chiefs, they were on bye last week. 17 carries, 85 rushing yards, five targets, four receptions, 22 receiving yards, 13 fantasy points, RB number 15. This should be a game where they are able to run the ball, but the problem is the Buffalo Bills typically don't run the ball. They just continue to beat the dog shit out of the other team. They don't let off the gas and they just keep passing the ball. And that's why it's hard to rank Devin Singletary highly because they just don't run the ball that often. At number 21, we have Donta Foreman. Chuba Hubbard has been ruled out. So now Donta Foreman is the guy on the team going up against the Atlanta Falcons this week in Atlanta. The Falcons defense is incredibly suspect. So Foreman should be in for a big spot. We saw Foreman and Hubbard both look incredibly good last week, and now Hubbard's out of the equation, so we should see an even bigger game out of Foreman, who was the RB13 last week, rushing for over 110 rushing yards. I like this matchup, and look, when when Hubbard was playing, in my head, a couple minutes ago before I started recording, I had... Hubbard and Foreman ranked back-to-back as top 24 running backs, but now I'm a little bit more comfortable with Foreman. At 22, we have Michael Carter. Now, this is a take that I'm kind of unsure on because I like Michael Carter, the player, but James Robinson has had a week to prepare. He's basically been there all week, so it's not like Christian McCaffrey showing up two days before the game. He's basically been there all week and has had practice, and it wouldn't surprise me if James Robinson out-snapped and out-touched Michael Carter. But you would think since this is the first game for James Robinson, realistically, Carter should be the guy. Salah said 
uh, head coach of the team that they are going to go with the hot hand approach. So whoever is running better is going to be getting the carries. So we shall see. I don't love this matchup against the Patriots. But realistically, Carter should be the starting running back. At 23, we have Najee Harris. There's not much good I can say out of Najee Harris other than the fact that he's going to get a lot of carries. He's probably going to be a top 30 running back. He's probably going to have some plays where it's like, oh, wow, Najee Harris is back. And then you realize that that wasn't actually Najee Harris and it was Jalen Warren running the ball. And then you're like, fuck, what's happening? Uh, Najee Harris is not the best running back, but... He's still a tier four back because he gets so many carries. Now I move to tier number five, the final tier at the running back position headlined by Eno Benjamin. Now, if Eno Benjamin is the starting running back, which we're not going to know until Sunday, Eno Benjamin is going to skyrocket up the rankings into tier three. But right now, we don't know if Connor's going to play. If Connor plays, then I still think I lean with Eno Benjamin because Eno Benjamin has just looked better than James Connor, and Connor just keeps getting hurt. Eno Benjamin last week against the Saints in prime time, 12 rushes for 92 rushing yards, five targets, four receptions, 21 receiving yards, a touchdown, 21 fantasy points, RB number five. The Vikings defense is pretty so-so. I wouldn't say they're these elite run stoppers, but they're not the worst. I think Eno Benjamin would have a good game as long as James Connor does not play, but the Cardinals don't release shit really until Sunday. Next up, we got Jamal with two A's Williams of the Detroit Lions going up against the Miami Dolphins. Now, DeAndre Swift more than likely will be the starter in this game. But even with that said, Jamal Williams still vultures touchdowns. He's had two touchdowns in a game three times this season. We know as Swift, if you have Swift on your team, you already know that Jamal Williams is going to come from behind, hit it from the back, and score a fucking touchdown. It's bound to happen. I think Jamal Williams is in a fine spot here. Obviously, he's not super ideal because he's the backup, but could he crawl into the end zone twice? Wouldn't surprise me. Next up, we got Brian Robinson of the Commanders going up against the Indianapolis Colts, and I like Brian Robinson, the player. It's an incredible story. I think he's a great player as well. The issue is that he's touchdown dependent. He has only had two targets on the season, and they were both in last game up against the Packers. He's going to see probably 15 plus carries. So if he gets just 90 rushing yards, no touchdown, that's nine fantasy points because he's not going to get very many targets and receptions. So he's very touchdown dependent. Now the Colts defense isn't necessarily amazing. This game might end up being a dud. We got Ellinger versus Heineke, but at least you know Robinson's going to be getting a bunch of carries. At 27, we have Tyler Algier of the Atlanta Falcons versus the Carolina Panthers. Now the Atlanta Falcons have thrown every narrative that you would think about football late in the game out into the fucking garbage because normally when a team is down in the game late, they throw the ball, but this team, Arthur Smith, is so fucking dumb. He's such a numbskull that when they're losing, they just keep running the ball. Hey, let's keep handing the ball off. It's like a fucking practice in the second half. So Algier's still going to get carries despite the fact that the team might get absolutely got a train ran on him by the Carolina Panthers. So Algier, he's got to be inside the top 30. But again, all of these guys aren't guys that I'm super confident in aside from Eno if James Robinson mi- or James Conner misses. At 28, we got Kareem Hunt of the Browns. Kareem Hunt has also been rumored to potentially be traded for a fourth round pick to whichever team wants him. Look, Chubb really took over this year and Kareem Hunt isn't even seeing a lot of targets. The most targets he's seen is four and he's basically averaging like two targets a game. He looks decent, but he's not even getting the carries he got around the season. He was getting 10 plus carries every game from weeks one through five and weeks six and seven, four and five carries in each game. Don't think we can really be trusting Hunt much, but all it takes is one carry for Hunt to take to the house because of how explosive he is. At 29, we have James Robinson now on the Jets. Again, this is one where you're going to play Robinson. He's either going to score one point 
or he's going to score like 20 points. He's going to take over from Michael Carter. I don't know. It's a hard situation to kind of wrap my head around because, again, I think James Robinson has had enough time to become the guy on the team, but he's playing the Patriots, so the Patriots' run defense is tough. So hopefully next week we have a little bit more clarification going into week number nine from this game and then closing in the top 30. We have Darrell Henderson Jr., young Henny Jr. is what someone called him in my stream last night, or Henny Jr. Uh, Darrell Henderson, he's the guy. But do you really want the guy on the Rams against the 49ers defense with a dog shit offensive line? The answer is probably not. So thank you guys all so much for watching today's video. If you did end up enjoying, make sure you hit that like button down below as well as that subscribe button. It would help me out a ton. Make sure you check out BetMGM. Again, make sure you click on the link in the video description to activate the offer. Bet $10 on any pregame NBA money line if you're a new user and you'll receive $200 in free bets if anyone hits a three-pointer tonight, which is guaranteed to happen. I love you guys all so much. I hope you've a great your guys' day. And as always, good boy!